Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Hi, Sean. Oh, you're all right. I prefer it that way because I'm out of podcast practice, so I don't really remember how to do this anymore. It's, it's a very complicated... I want you to carry this episode, if that's okay. <laughs> so wait, We actually called you in so that you Just would do the carry, podcast. You got to carry this one, Sean. <laughs> All right. I guess uh, there might be a lot of awkward silences. I'll, I'll help you. With it. There you go. You got it. You got it. It's, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, you want... Um, there we go. Somebody who knows how to sit on a microphone. Yeah. So you, to carry it, you guys are like... Uh, you guys are like every radio station, mm-hmm. uh, morning radio in around the world, around the something. Where they're like, <laughs> yeah. bring the comedian, so bring a comedian in. He'll take Got any wacky road stories? <laughs> yeah. So we can all take a half hour break while he does his act <laughs> and go. Yeah, yeah, and go. Well, this is episode one hundred and nine. Come to where I'm from podcast. That's right. Fantastic. Uh, Good we, number. We were on a little break, COVID and work. Really, and you just. I was busy. You and, got busy. And it's with been like two else. or three weeks since we had an episode. That's why Joe started. I'm a little rusty. No big but deal. But we're no, no beginners over here. I, well, I mean, I, if you were beginners, I would say you were starting at a pretty high bar. <laughs> yeah. With lights and. Uh, these mics and a glass of water for a our glass guest. of water already poured <laughs> yeah some uh, artwork some, for the guest some art for me to reflect on yeah. in moments when you guys think, are just droning and i'm like think about that <laughs> lenin in a mask <laughs> this what. is th- yeah this is like i feel like this is how some people see themselves uh at around 3 30 a.m in this neighborhood uh-huh they're like i'm art and you're like nah you're just <laughs> fucking trashed on a myriad of substance the west village Wait, here's a question. Are we recording? Or, or oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're going. <laughs> this is okay. Right away, right off the bat, you guys are better at podcasting than a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I know. Because you're just like, <laughs> hey, guess what? We can just record, and it'd yeah. be natural, and we can do a thing called editing, 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 editing. <laughs> if we want to change anything. Yeah. I hate that you, you do. You do so many podcasts. We're like, all right, so we're gonna start. We're gonna play this song. Then we're going to talk for 45 minutes. You don't say anything. <laughs> then we bring you on and we do a bunch of four-minute segments and we keep you for about 45 minutes longer than we said we would. And you're like, oh, cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like your reaction. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah. And then all the good shit got left on the floor because you yeah. said it all before we started. Right, right. Which, so, to the listeners right now, that's not happening here. We yeah. just started. And we got it all. We got so it. Far. We, yeah. Good stuff's just percolating. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. This is a, uh, I still, would you, you gentlemen both strike me as guys who've been in New York for a while. Yeah. 19 years. Over 25 years. Okay. Like Give or take. Would you, what, are we in Greenwich Village or are we in the mm. West Village? I don't know. Exactly. I, don't, I know. don't think anybody really and knows. And I still get lost in the West Village. I still can't <laughs> f- find my way around here. I think it's the same. Yeah? On that, the Greenwich and the West it's the same. are the same. It is. The, the sketchy part is the middle where it's not West, not East, and it's that whole... Well, what street is like the middle? Like Broadway. What is Broadway on 8th Street? Is that... Oh, you mean that's the... East that, Village, I, I, West Village. I call that... The, Midtown. Um, no, Midtown is up in no. the 30s. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like downtown Broadway. 
It's the, uh, what's it called? The, 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 uh, it's like NoHo, NoLito. A little past McDougal. A little past McDougal towards, yeah. towards That's Bowery. NoLita. Where it becomes the East Village. There's this yeah. middle village area. Oh, That's it's neither it's, village. It's called, it's called Coke, Coke. Coke. It's called. It's called Coke. It's called Cokeville. Coke. Coke. You Coke. ever bought Coke on the street? Absolutely not. Really? Well, I did it. I I did it once in my life, and I will never, ever do that shit again. Yeah. It's it, a bad idea. It's, it's never buy Coke from people you know. Yeah, that's the bottom, <laughs> that's line. The bottom line. Bottom line. Wait, have you? Everybody has. You know what? Sure. I recently bought weed on the street. Really? Yeah. In New York. In New York, I yeah. went against my own my own rules or everyone's rules. I don't know. It was in what? the East Village. It was on Halloween night, and I didn't have any weed. And some guys walked by, like weed smoke, or and they and I don't know. Then we got into a conversation. I saw what they had, and it seemed okay. And it I, was okay. It I'm worked sure. Out. I'm sure there are honest, <laughs> hardworking, yeah, dope dealers on those streets. But I have only experienced the opposite. Yeah, it's usually the opposite. Yeah. But in this case too, I like asked for a price that, and then they refused that price. That made me trust it, because like uh, if it was just bullshit, they would have yes. So they actually took less of my money because they like so that's why I trusted it, because I offered them more for more, and they were like, but nah, they're like, man, no, it's, it's this for this, yeah. and it was less, and I'm like, okay, this has to be at least slightly legit. <laughs> this is good shit. And then the like, guy gave me his phone number too. It was like, hey, if you ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> and then that guy, and you looked at him, was like, Pablo Escobar Jr. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy. Oh, fuck. He's got yeah. it. Yeah. And it lasted forever because I smoked it in this like little glass pipe. It just ran out like yesterday. Oh so wait, that's said, from Halloween. Oh, so you, that's not a. I'm not a heavy weed smoker. You're talking about weed. I thought you were talking about coke. That's oh why no, I said weed, public. weed. And then weed. you said smoke. I wouldn't I admit like, to buying yeah. coke on the street <laughs> on a podcast. <laughs> you know, weed is okay. You can kind of get away with that. I thought you just admitted to freebasing <laughs> no. too. You're like, what? Well, I freebase. No. Oh yeah, I smoked in a little glass pipe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like fuck, man. <laughs> Must have had some <laughs> instantaneous respect for me. It's like damn, dude. Go that deep. <laughs> this guy. This he guy. <laughs> this guy started the West Village. Yeah, that's what. But that's where what, do you live? I live in Brooklyn. Oh, okay, which part? Uh, Crown Heights. Okay, I st- like I lived in Brooklyn for many years, and I still don't know what Crown Heights is versus. Oh, it moves. It depends on real it, estate. It, yeah, I'm sure the way shit's going now, in a year, my neighborhood will be fucking South Bushwick. Park yeah, Slope. or North Park Slope. Yeah, they'll have to change it to make people want to live there. Is that near Carroll Garden? And it is not, but it is not oh. not it is not not near Carroll. We ran out of but names in yeah. Brooklyn. We know yeah. Carroll Garden. <laughs> I lived in Red Hook for a lot of years. It's like Red Hook. If Red Hook is West Brooklyn, oh, okay, which technically yes, I guess it is because it's on the water almost. Mm-hmm. It is where on the I water. live is like Central. Oh, okay, Central Brooklyn. Like Central. I live like right under right under Bed Stuy. I didn't realize you were coming from that far away. Thank you. No, it's thanks not for far coming. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, thank you for accommodating my tardiness. But secondly, nothing in New York is truly far. Yeah, it took me about. That's true. It took it like normally would have took taken me because this is right by the Comedy Cellar. Yeah. yeah. So from my West apartment Forth. to the Comedy Cellar is roughly like twenty five minutes. Yeah. And it's that's not quick. It's quick, but like it's also. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you know, certain trains have attitudes. Yeah. Certain lines. What is it? The G. Do you take what the train? I take the B. Yeah, I still. I, I've been riding the train since around. Me too. June. I, I got the electric skateboard. It's the funnest. 
The electric skateboard? Yeah, I have an electric skateboard. It's My coat is over it right now. You're a but... tall man, too. Yeah, I know. And I have Seems my, like... my razor scooter. You look, you look, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. It, lo it looks like the razor scooter rides you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but, but electric skateboard would not be the your mode of transportation. No, what I would have expected from you. Yeah. It's massive. Yeah. Have you seen one? Electric skateboard? Sure. Yeah, this one's big. It, this one's like a Mad Max version okay it's you, cool though it's fun it makes going to wherever you're going to the funnest part of what you're going to do because it's yeah. like surfing in the city it's just well especially now too yeah. right with everything sort of yeah. with the with there being less people yeah because that's well that's, i kind of like that i do yeah like earlier or a couple months back or whenever everyone was like people are leaving new york in droves i was like please do right <laughs> please do i'm cool if with this there's still probably eight million people yeah. still here you know it, like, i think like the, you know the uh the rumors of its devastation are kind of it's overhyped i think it's like better than people think dude every everyone is convinced that new york for months was just under siege by like right. by like anarchists yeah. And that everyone, people were just dropping dead of COVID Ghost in the town. streets. Right. Well, like a couple of months back, there's another comedian, uh, comedian slash DJ named Cypher, Cypher Sounds. He's uh, been on the podcast. Yeah, love him. Love him. Shout uh, out Cypher. Shout, shout out, out Cypher. Hey, Cypher, don't get gassed. Ha <laughs> I just, I don't know if that's trademarked. I might owe him money now. That's his, that's his trademark. <laughs> Someone, some famous rapper shouted that over, uh, I said that to him online i guess maybe or maybe mm -hmm. before online happened and that became his like calling thing it's crazy when you see how famous that guy actually is in new york but but because of him he opens for dave Chappelle a lot right uh -huh. so back in uh september we were doing gigs in ohio and he was like hey let's go to Chappelle's whole summer camp oh, and you went. went i went yeah, yeah. Nice. i'm from ohio by the way have you ever been to yellow springs I don't think so. It is a crazy Maybe. little mecca of progressive mindedness. Is that right? In the middle of a bloody red farm In the middle of world. Trump town. I mean, yeah, I saw Trump advertisements on the side of barns and shit. Mm -hmm. But then you get to, as soon as you hit the Yellow Springs sign, which looks like, uh, like, oh, fuck it, like Jerome Baker. You know who that is? The guy, no. He's a, he's a guy who used to, a Jerome Baker glass bong uh, was like worth a lot at okay. a certain point. And then I think, Tommy Chong came along and was like, well, I'm the guy. I'm Tommy Chong. And he ran with the glass bong name. He but, took over? Yeah, but like, like it looks like the sign was made out of shattered pieces of glass bongs from every, you know, university in Ohio. It's, just, mm -hmm. it's a very out of nowhere, just like Yellow Springs. And then there's rainbow flags and Biden Harris signs everywhere. And you're like, oh, wow, that's a change. Awesome little town. But even Dave Chappelle, when uh, I like asked him, I'm like, are you, are you going to go do shows in New York ever again? And he was like, I don't know, man. Is it even still there? <laughs> and it was like, even, even there, it was like, yeah, like people, any, everyone outside of New York, the media was making it look like, like it was a fucking post-apocalyptic. Yeah. And it was like, no, man, just, uh, in fact, like there was a certain, I mean, now everything's shut down again and I don't think this is why but you know over the summer it was a very lively place but it was all out because it was all outside, all outside it was yeah. beautiful more european like people yeah. drinking on the streets oh yeah but, a lot yeah i did a lot of drinking on the streets it's weird the way the people. media can just like oh, yeah. fucking crush the mental landscape of humans and just like totally direct people into yeah. 
group think. Well, it sucks that that's the media's objective now. Yeah, it's so obvious is it, too. It's that, it's that, just, is to yeah, it's a push an agenda. It's so agenda based. Like yeah, like that. I guess no one likes to be the bearer of bad news or un unbiased good news, but like that's why it exists. Right. It's just for people to be like this is what ha- is happening. Yeah. I am Walter Cronkite. They had names like that. Yeah. Walter Cronkite. Yeah, it just like in those days yeah. to call that shit fake, you would it would just be like sacrilege. Even like a few years yeah. ago when Trump started calling it fake news, it seemed like, wait, that's wild, dude. What are you doing? You're being so freaky when you do that. Yeah. But then over the course of the last few years, it's just become blatant, like where it's oh, just yeah. so agenda driven. I love I love watching him fucking lose it on Fox News now, though. Because <laughs> they're they're clearly they clearly, they're clearly are like pushing away. Yeah. We're like, all right, bro, we're we're yeah. out. You're out. You've you've lo- you've officially like a card dealer like, like yeah. this. And yeah, then. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. We're gonna, we're moving on to the next fucking yeah. uh, our next page. Our next is our, we're moving on to the next racist. Though they try and pretend like they're not, regardless of uh, their skin I'm, color, yeah. uh, pundit. You know, right. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows, man? It's still, I think it's anybody's game still. I know that sounds crazy. That might be crazy talk to some nah. people, but we'll see. I mean, I, there's a, seems to be a lot of, uh, you know, well, I mean, shady I'll, shit that went down. A lot of shady shit. You know, and I don't care who you're for. Like, nah. if you, you, you can't like see all this stuff coming up and not have like a second thought about it. Like, you can't like not allow your brain yeah. to even consider that there might have been some yeah. sh- shady dealings. I mean, it's also like, I mean, but it seems like this election, like they, it, it does. That, that's what I've, that's what I really fucking hate about the Trump base is that they have gotten to a point where he, if he just says something, they have zero intent of fact checking him. Mm. They just assume he's this all knowing fucking Oracle. And like at least four years ago, when De- when the when Hillary lost and yeah. the the Dems got pissed off, at least they were able to be like, well, we can point to what it is, yeah. Russian interference, which was proven to have happened. Whereas like Trump, they're just like, it's it's all it's rigged, and you're like, how is it rigged? And you're like, mail in ballots. And are like, what does that mean? How's it rigged? Yeah. How they rigged? The um, you know, because they're mailed in. They're clearly just because mail. Yeah. Mail's bad. Trump said mail was bad. But did you see that truck driver that came out and said that he like took a whole like a whole. Tra- trailer of votes from New York <laughs> to Pennsylvania, <laughs> then dropped him off at his place, and yeah. then the next day his trailer was gone? I mean, those kind of stories are coming out. And I mean, yeah. I watched that. It was a, definitely a truck driver. It didn't seem yeah. like he was like russian ops like for trump yeah. it seemed like legit like i'm i'm just, I just like i wish it was more sophisticated you, you know what i mean like, yeah. it's just like so that that kind missing, of enough uh, of those stories come out and you have to go like mm, something's up sure sure but i mean you know are there enough or was it just that one no there's tons well listen yeah. there's also these stories where like a, a van that said biden harris on it stopped and they opened the doors and they were counting ballots in the van it's yeah. like it's got to be more sophisticated than, than stories well, like well it that. is i mean yeah. the software right. is called dominion and I, for just, a start too like yeah you're gonna name your voting software Dominion. Like, couldn't like? Why would you pick that name? I, I just then, like to me right. like that's like a that's an yeah. episode of Black Mirror. That's like Dominion. bad writing. Let's call the voting yeah. machines Dominion. <laughs> it's like that's bad writing. Well, like, I, like, yeah. and then you're gonna call the vaccine Project Warp Speed. You're really gonna put the word <laughs> warp. warp 
in a fucking <laughs> vaccine where like the conspiratorial people are afraid it warps your DNA. <laughs> And you're gonna actually just yeah, put the yeah. word warp in it, okay, bro? Like I'm, I'm, I'm out with this. Like, can we get some different writers on this? The, the, like, yeah, like, the, like the, the dude, why don't we call it Project Safe Love? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, words have power, dude. Like, you know, like you know that you're a comedian. They, it's all words. Yeah. It's like, but they don't put us in charge of naming things. They should. <laughs> they need to. Project Warp Speed. Excuse me. I'm not getting Project Warp Speed in, injected into my healthy ass body. How about space? Space Force. I mean, how's how the about, writing on that? That's goofy too, dude. <laughs> how about that? How about that? How about that? the Space Force exists in the United States? <laughs> okay, yeah. That's goofy. I, I'm with you on that. They should just call it Liquid Chip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just to there force all the anti That's better. Be like, yeah, yeah. Li well, liquid chips. That's good. Uh, liquid chip. Project Liquid Chip. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because because the government can't already track us with uh, all of the fucking. Yeah, all of the tracking. I'm not worried about, about that. All, yeah, I don't give a I'm fuck. A, I'm, I, I know, I know, care. I'm tracked. I even have yeah. an Apple Watch, not on right now because I can't ever remember to charge it. But yeah, yeah, I'm not worried about being tracked. Well, also, like that's that's the ridiculous thing is uh, you got you, but you pay attention to these people who they are going to find quote unquote conspiracy in in everything. Yeah. So even if you named a vaccine like uh, co anti COVID. They would right. be like, wait, what's anti even stand for? Is that an acronym? Yeah. For all, well, COVID all, is nation, like... all national uh, <laughs> treasury yeah, uh, yeah. individuals. I don't no, know. You're not you wrong. Yeah. They would find it. <laughs> you're and, right. And like, and that's. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. But they don't have to lean into it with Project yeah. Warp Speed. I just feel like that's leaning into it. Sure. I mean, you also got to notice that a lot of these conspiracy, a lot of these people were afraid of being chipped. It's like, Why? Do you think do you think the government wants to shut down your fucking carpet sales uh, division of your shop? Like what what why does the government care what you're up to? You think they need to know what go what's being said in your Ford Fiesta? Yeah. As you or your or your a Dodge Caravan when you're driving your right. kids to school. They go, why the fuck do they care? About you, like that's the big question you have to ask whenever these people are why like, Why do they care about you? You're like, one person. Why? What yeah. do you, and then they don't have an answer for and that. And the, the amount of effort and yeah. time it would take to monitor yeah. each single person is, is a lot. So do, do you'd you, have to be yeah. real important. Do you think they need to know which jokes you laugh at when you're watching Jimmy Fallon every night? <laughs> like, why the fuck is the government tracking you? Why do you think they care to track you? Also, same people who are like, My guns defend my home. It's like, do you think the government would use guns if they were coming for your home right. or a goddamn drone strike? You know what I'm saying? Like, stop acting like there's anything you can fucking do if mm, any of these I, conspiracies were actually aimed at them. You know, you what could I mean? do more if you had guns than if you didn't, though. That, I, that, I, there, I, there's a point to that. Maybe. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, like, what, though? If you have like a. You I mean, you're right. It, yeah. it would be an uphill battle like for not, sure. You, but it would be no battle without the guns. Sure, sure. It would but, just be like. <laughs> but I also, you know, but like, I also think, what battle would it be like? They're not gonna like. It's it's like it's a guy with a shotgun who maybe served in the military. He they would know like, or a guy who, uh, just your average Joe who bought a fucking twelve gauge at Walmart. Mm. They if they wanted your shit, they're sending in a fucking. Black ops marine mm -hmm. who knows how to he, like the gun's the last thing he's gonna kill you with, mm. True. or you know what I mean? Like they're not. I, I just don't think. It, I'm saying if any of this shit actually existed, I also don't think <laughs> half this shit is real. I don't think. I don't think there's like 
a government program monitoring every single one of our individual movements. Cell phones. However, yes, I do think there's something. There is a program where they're listening to shit we're saying for keywords. Right. And then they pay more attention the more you say. Obviously, obviously we're being watched in some way. That's I think it's not, not as difficult when you said it would take a lot. Yeah. Not to give any opinion on any of this, but I think it's easier and easier yeah. for this shit to happen without too much effort. Sure. That it, that it would just be happening anyway. Let's surveil everyone because eventually one of these guys is going to fuck up and then we'll have yeah. the data we need. If if it's collected so easily these days, they're just going to do it. I mean, yeah, it's just it, but also it's like don't there are other ways to I think just be just be away from it. Yeah. You know, like like but but that, I mean, I don't think it's just the US government. There's a there's a movie called It's a one one world government. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a movie called uh Gross Point Blank. One mm-hmm. of my favorite fucking movies of all John time. John Cusack? Love it. Yes, John Cusack's in yeah. it. Uh Mini Driver, fucking Dan Aykroyd, probably Dan Aykroyd's one of the Edgar Hoover's Gross Point Blank? Gross yeah. Point Blank. And he's like a hitman, right? He's a hitman that goes back to his high school reunion. Yeah, yeah. It came out in like 97, 98. I remember Fan that. fucking tastic movie. But I remember I was in high school when I saw it, and there's a point where he's arguing with Minnie Driver, and she said something along the lines of like, when she finds out he's a hitman, she's like, he, the U.S. government does not just kill people. And then he has a line where he's like, well, I mean, the idea that there are governments is hilarious, and but and, but it's just like a side step, and then he goes back into the mm-hmm. argument. And I remember that sparked this like mm-hmm. curiosity about that. And when you really break it down, like, I don't know specifics. I don't know what you want to call them, but yeah, to act like these governments are truly against each other. I mean, I'm sure like, you could obviously see a lot of them dislike Trump, mm-hmm. but he probably partied with them and put them up in his hotels and prior to his presidency and they probably just didn't like him he yeah. fucked up the vibe of the annual gatherings so they did nothing to stop him from being unelected good cast do you think they're gonna lock us down again i don't think to the extent that uh people seem to think i don't think they're going to issue i don't think it's going to be like it was in may or april yeah. no i don't i just don't think it because no one would no one will go for it this time yeah i mean i also feel like everyone's a little more uh savvy as to how to avoid yeah you know like like back then we were like okay wait so i can't touch my face and remember <laughs> like for the first, that's true for the first few weeks we weren't even wearing masks yet yeah, yeah. and like um, I used to wear gloves to the supermarket. Now you won't catch me dead with bro, gloves. Bro, I used to, I used to, I used to wipe down all my groceries with with rubbing. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. I, I already that got it. I got it. I got it. Dealt got with the, it. Yeah, I got the vid. Yeah. yeah, but so now I have the antibodies. But I still wear a mask, like just for other people. Well, yeah, because also the antibodies fade. You know, know, it's like that's what they say. But I'm feeling yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, there's also like, like the thing they keep, the, the thing they, they don't point out, and I don't know who this is, but there's also a giant part of the population that's who got it, will, or who will never get it. Yeah, like whose bodies just naturally are able to fight it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like who will like, you know, maybe they're maybe they're, I guess that's asymptomatic people. Maybe mm. they spread it. They don't even they still don't know how contagious it is. Yeah, they still don't actually know. They say it's at a high level. It's new. Yeah. I mean, have you been back to New Orleans? I have. Is it what? What's the reaction like down there? I mean, the city. When I went back, I went back uh, to see my parents the the week before the election. Oh, okay. Um, and I, it's fucking. You flew? 
I flew. I've flown a couple times. Flying is not at all as bad as people. Like, depends on the airline. Like, I fly Delta, which is by far the most, like, anal airline when it comes to, which is great. I was listening to that. You fly Delta and Burt Kreischer flies American. I was listening to that podcast today. Yeah. You and Burt. Me and Burt, yeah. Yeah, you guys were talking about Delta versus American. Yeah, Delta's like, I mean, I don't know what Americans like. But Burt's also so successful, he could probably just charter his own fucking flights at this point. Right. But, like... Uh, yeah, like Delta's great. You, they don't sit anyone next to you. They they make you wear a mask. If you take it off for too long, someone will come and say something to you. Mm. They give you sanitizer. It feels it feels very. And every time I've flown, I've landed, waited forty eight hours, and then gotten tested, and it was negative. Because yeah. if you get tested as soon as you fucking land, you might it won't it won't show. Yeah, you have to give it a couple of days. So I'm, what was New Orleans like? Weird, man. Like the the mayor, uh, I don't know if it's still like this. I should check in with some people, but uh, you couldn't drink on the streets anymore. Oh, really? Which was a thing. Really? They, it's weird. They swapped with New York. They swapped. You can only have you can only have a certain amount of cities in the country that let I it guess. out. I guess that's crazy. But that's the mayor nuts. the mayor did it just to discourage people from going out. It's like bar. It's a, it was the same shit as it is here. Bars were open, but you had to sit outside. Right. They all had to close at eleven, probably ten now. In fact, they might be fully shut down now. But yeah, you could. That doesn't make any sense either. Yeah. The curfew thing. That's just weird to me. It's the I, best meme I no. saw was Gremlins, where yeah. what was the before he turns? It before was like, he Gizmo. Turned, Gizmo. So yeah. it's Gizmo at nine fifty nine and the Gremlin at ten PM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's it's I think the idea behind that is to fucking because we're all outdoors. It's for the young kids. Maybe. Honestly, it's for the for the yeah. really young kids who go out and still go to the clubs and the bars to just make yeah. them go home. It's not for everyone. What else. about schools? Are they open now, right? Schools supposed to were closed. They're supposed to open this coming Monday again. Right. Yeah. Because for kids, it's like not very dangerous at all. I mean, for most people, it doesn't seem to be very dangerous. My, my daughter went back to school. She's in the fourth grade. They were back for a full month. And nobody got it at school. It was pretty like it seemed yeah. like school wasn't where the kids were getting it. But then after a month, some like mother got it, who then a kid got it. But it didn't uh, originate in the school. Right, right. It's just it's good that the conversation's starting to shift about like the negative results of like lockdowns and stuff like oh, that yeah, on man. people's mental health, particularly kids and shit, yeah, not yeah. being able to like have peer groups anymore and being in front of screens like 24 7 that's just some crazy devastating and the suicide rates going up i just think like yeah i'm glad to see that that part of the conversation is allowed in now without being like oh my god what are you some kind of crazy fascist to bring that up it's like why like what kind of monster what kind of monster murder your family no i don't no i'm just (laughs) acknowledging the fact that there is some negative effects of a lockdown and that that should be put into the equation of whether or not we're going to pursue this line or not and this government's not doing this next stimulus bill is going to do the same fucking thing the last one did it's going to go to corporations first Mm-hmm. And the people are going to get shit. Like my family uh, has had, has still still has a very successful you know family run catering business, and they are fucked right now. Right, and they've been in operation for over forty years, and they are fucked right now because all live events have been shut down. And do they believe the, these measures are over the top? Abs- or? I mean, the, 
depends on which family member you're talking to, but as a right. whole, yes, because like they're you know <laughs> they're they're but they but they own a venue, so they're like we want to be able to operate yeah. on some level, and they're getting more restricted more and more, and like yeah. my fucking whole but, but year has been in, wiped out. But what's wild is. Yeah. When you brought up planes, it's like there's 300 people on a plane. Yeah. You're allowed to go into Target. You're allowed to oh, go yeah. into these places. It's like you, but all the small private personal businesses yeah. are like just shut down. It just, that part is weird too. It's like, it just doesn't make sense. The inconsistency of that, whether, whatever your yeah. side of the equate, whatever side you take, you kind of can't deny the fact that that inconsistency is a little alarming and the amount of people going you through know an I mean? airport yeah. period end of story well, just on enormous. a plane 300 forget the plane the, the airport the airports, itself yeah. as a venue the airport right. itself yeah hundreds of thousands a day or just oh, yeah. like in new york like the restaurants outside are getting so built up they're just inside again dude that's hilarious it's fucking <laughs> crazy it's, it's, like, it's like what yeah. but they're these little pods inside, inside like, that's again the same it's the same <laughs> thing you've just moved <laughs> yeah, the inside yeah, yeah. to the yeah. sidewalk yeah. now, and now it's, it's inside like, outside cool. it's like, <laughs> no we're out we're, but we're out on the, we're outside now it's like no you're inside no, you're they've, inside they've mapped it listen it started with decks now it's full on lighting heating enclosure it's ridiculous well it's also like because I mean, they're playing the game. Yeah. They're playing the game. They're playing the These are the regulations. Game. This is how we get around. Right. But it's not fair to small businesses or no. like your no, family your family's business. Like I think there should be a one time yeah. mandatory governmental decree Amazon and companies similar to that that have profited. You are giving one billion dollars to the your US, profits to the people right now. To you the don't people, fucking need it. You will to the never small fucking businesses, need it. Yeah. Exactly. You are all of these millions of fucking small businesses yeah, are I suffering. Agree. Millions of people are suffering. And there are so many fucking dipshit wannabe economist cunts who are like, oh, yeah, blame blame Jeff Bezos. It's like, I will. Yeah. He's made his billions off the American people. Well, and right now, and so almost out of necessity yeah. over the past year. And he does not. He's a trillionaire. He yeah. does not fucking need all that right. money. No, you got to give it back. And, and plus, like, yeah. well, the gig industry, like what you do and Dude, what I'm, I and I'm what I do. Fucked. Yeah, I'm sure you are too. Well, yeah. I'm an artist as well. Thank so, okay. God, I'm yeah. a painter, and that has been great for me. That is, yeah. that's made my life great, and I'm awesome, awesome, grateful to that. But yeah, I had a two and a half month tour with the Afghan Wigs booked right, Whoa, in, right man. when right when March hit. Like it was going to yeah. be America and U.S. Yeah, it was killer. Like you know, I'm doing that tour now. They they took me instead. That, <laughs> I'm opening for the Afghan Wigs. Yeah, no, but that's amazing. That would have been fucking. That would have been amazing. Greg's got a place in new orleans too like the r bar and, yeah you know, love the r bar yeah Wait, I, used to, I used to live right over checkpoint charlie's are you serious yeah fucking i made on top of it on top of it did There's you that, ever you know, ever sleep you know dude like <laughs> it's so funny like at four in the morning on a tuesday like just out of nowhere like like just band would start yeah and it was like i literally lived on the floor right above it there's that whole apartment complex up there right yeah, not really much I didn't think sleep. anybody fucking lived up there. Did you, oh, did, that's did great you, apartments up did there. Did you do your laundry in the bar? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Are Checkpoint you kidding? Charlie's had, uh, Checkpoint Charlie's had a laundry in the mat. bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just the greatest like Bloody Marys. and like I oh, met a guy named dude. Jim E. Hendricks in there. Uh, he showed me his license. It said Jim E. Hendricks. And I will admit, this was a long time ago. I did buy drugs from him. Not the good guy <laughs> ever. Anyway, <laughs> that's an aside. Dude, I, <laughs> like, with a name like that. 
Daddy's got to be legit. But I mean, his name was Jim. I shouldn't. We Jim got. We might have to edit that no, part out. No. Oh fuck! Because I just said edit, his whole edit. name. Just if you edit, just make it Jim. Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that one fart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's such a great town, but it's a hard town to entertain the crowd in. Oh, wait, Don't you, you find? Edit because he's still alive or well, around? Because he, I, I just see. called Sorry. out his yeah. whole name. Sorry, Jim E. Jim Hendrix. Hendrix. Yeah, Jim Beep uh, Hendrix. But no, well, that, well, that's the thing. Like, uh, fuck it. Checkpoint Charlie specifically was a. I had, amazing. Well, I have a very love, love the bar, yeah. hate the goddamn fucking crust wave of gutter punks that are always in front yeah as a as a i don't know if you developed this while you're living there but growing up there you develop a fucking hatred for gutter punks because mm-hmm. they're fucking they're well to do very physically able not totally insane mm-hmm. mostly white kids who are just choose to live on the street with dogs and play money and for songs and it's never that good. So they're like, no, I'm not giving you any fucking money. And outfits that cost like three hundred dollars yeah. at least. Like good, <laughs> right. like the, the, to go to those vintage shops and get those right. Mad Max like right. classical outfits like. That shit's expensive, and they dude. Think they, and, and, like, and their big thing is they have like honest signs where they're like money for weed or like right. need dollars for coke, and you're just, yeah. and they get in your face sometimes. You're like no, and like oh, what's wrong? You got to be a fucking dick about it. And I'm like, you, yes, I do, because you're in my fucking face with a sign that says need money for strippers. Yeah. Like I'm not get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> anyway, but it always felt like they had like a they had a lockdown wall. So going in or out of check when Charlie's, you were always dealing with those fucks. But I love, love that bar. My friends had a spontaneous wedding there, mm. and it was awesome. Yeah, because it was like a it was like a Tuesday night. They wanted to get married. My one buddy was like, "I'm ordained." Yeah, like actually legitimately, legitimately, legitimately ordained. He showed him like a card from the Church of Life of Christ. Yeah. Or like, could we get married right now? He's like, "Yes," and wow. the bartender was like, "Fuck it," and uh, they got married right there at the bar. Yeah. And it was great. And the bartender produced a bottle of like Mims, just some shit champagne or like Joe, Jay Roger. That was it. Jay Roger. Because we were like, that's what you have to name your first kid. Yeah. It's Jay Roger. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a fun, it was just like a fun hang. And then like, I love those nights when you go in there and the bartenders, you can tell just like that sort of evil hungover. Mm. Where like they're whatever whatever they did last night still scraping around in their skull and they're almost angry mm. that you're there and you're like oh yeah can I get a beer and a shot and you're just like oh yes and you're like sorry and there's food there too <laughs> yeah there's always there's food the pool the some pool. fucking fun conversations around that pool pool yeah, table I've had some oh man yeah <laughs> You've, I've heard I've heard quantum physics being thrown around as well as some intense racial slurs yeah but. But not not that the bar is a racist bar. Just you got you know you can't control who the fuck comes in and out of bars. And then the Abbey yep. right up the street. That's like one of the dumpiest bars. The Abbey. The Abbey. Wait, the Abbey. I'm trying to fucking think where that. What street was that on? Mm, oh, the Abbey the on Abbey on same street as Molly's at the market. Yeah. Did you ever go to Molly's at the market? I don't know. That was can't the remember. that was the bar down at the end of that street that sold frozen Irish coffees. Oh. Uh. And had, it was the biggest graveyard in New Orleans because there's five urns that contain the ashes of former regulars above the bar. Wow. Awesome bar. But yeah, I loved, I heard, I heard. How I many saw, regulars are cremated? Wait, it's the there. biggest five, gra- graveyard? In, it's technically the biggest graveyard in the French Quarter. Oh, in the I French see. Quarter, I see. In the French Quarter, yeah. yeah. But it's five regulars who all died and one of their ashes put. I've told, I've told the guy, the owner of it's a buddy of mine. I was like, if. When I die, I want my ashes cremated 
or my ashes cremated. I want to be cremated, and I want my ashes to be sprinkled into a drink named after me. It's a good idea. And if anybody orders it, they know that they just get a sprinkling of my ashes. Did you grow up there? I grew up. Yeah, my family's like hardcore. My my both my parents are born and bred Ninth Ward kids. Uh huh. Grew up next door to one another in a shotgun house. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. My whole family's deep root in New Orleans. I unfortunately moved. They moved us to the suburbs when I was growing. So I grew up in Chalmette, and then Slidell, uh, which is like you know half an hour outside the city, but spent most of my fucking life in it. And then as soon as I like got out of school, moved there. Yeah, you know, lived lived uptown. Uptown was where I lived. I was never. Seems like now everybody's all about the Marini, but I was yeah. like an uptown kid, living off uh, living in off Laurel, Laurel Street. If you Laurel and Washington, if you know your New Orleans, uh, uh-huh. and also Ferret and Sonyat, and then also, uh, no, that was it. Those two, those were my two apartments for the longest times. But yeah, dude, like Magazine Street, like the 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 rendezvous and the balcony bar like that was the shit back then the, the saint do you ever go to the saint i think so that place that was sounds fucking familiar. all of those places now have been like everything sort of hippified yeah and it, they're a little nicer now than they were and it's whatever that, that's a natural progression of fucking everything it's wild that it bounced yeah. back so hard after katrina like that it's like that shit was freaking co- cost of living is more than ever there yeah right did, i mean the, the marini like probably is, i mean yeah pre-covid for sure yeah but like uh yeah because there was i mean it it still hadn't reached pre, like i think pre-katrina it was at like four hundred and sixty thousand people uh-huh. but then like pre-covid it got it like topped it like touched four hundred thousand again right so but like after katrina for a couple of years i think it was in like the 250 275 thousand mm-hmm. like a lot of motherfuckers left yeah and rightfully so the city was just bashed out but like then it came back I like your bit about having an accent and not having an accent. Oh yeah, man. What? Why don't you have an accent though? I don't think anybody. I think anybody who spends any time in like the city part of the city yeah. drops you. Like you don't like. I I know a lot of people from New York who don't fucking talk like. Yeah. Hey, fuck <laughs> out of my way. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, that's that, yeah. true. Like, but 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 like you know, if I if we got my mom on the phone, I mean, she's got. That's a fucking New Orleans accent, right yeah. there. That's a New Orleans accent right there, darling. Like that sort yeah. of slow. It's all it's all it's all like in your like in the back of your mouth and kind of in your nose. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. like I still have a I still have a North Shore. It's North Shore of Lake Pontchartrain. I still have a North Shore area code. It's nine eight five. Wow. Right. But a, a person from New Orleans would say that exact same thing. Nine eight five like this. Nine eight five. See what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's like you. It's like your words are stuck to the back of your, like right where your nose meets your mouth. Yeah. And your tongue, <laughs> and your tongue's drunk, you yeah. know, no matter who you are. But like. And then how do you say New Orleans? Do you say New, New Orleans or New Orleans? And when people say New Orleans, does that drive you crazy? No. New Orleans is fine by me. Nolans is what drives me crazy. Nolans. That shit makes me want to fucking bash my head through a wall. But New Orleans, what about that? New Orleans is how you say it. That's how you say it. But like a, a New Orleanian will say New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. It's like a dip, like New Orleans. New Orleans. So the new's still there. You say the full New Orleans. It's like yeah. the R's not there. Yeah, New Orleans. And so, when did you? Where yeah. did you move first? L.A. or New York? I went to L.A. for a year first for to pursue comedy. Yeah, or? just because I thought I had to. I always right. I wanted to come here, right? But enough of the wrong people talked me out of it. Just basically, were like, "No, you got to go to L.A. It's where you're like movies or comedy store comedy. Yeah, it's like you got to go. 
Right. So I went to L.A. first, and it was like, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was what it was. Um, but then an opportunity. Where'd you live there? Culver City. Okay, I like Culver City. Culver City's all right. I've stayed in Culver City yeah. before. It's cool. And, like, I still, I go out to L.A. quite a bit. I mean, pre this, but, like, L.A.'s all right. L.A. is what it is. I'm a fan of L.A., but yeah. but I will say, and I yeah. spend, like, when I go there, I always make an excuse to stay there for, like, at least a month. Yeah, you got to get And after, it. like, yeah. a few weeks, there is something that does happen that does, like, it does seem to, like, hit my soul in this weird mm -hmm. deflating it kind of way. I don't know why that is. And I'm like I said, I'm a fan. I'm not a hater of it, but there yeah. is something about it. Like the energy of that city is, yeah. is real particular. It's finite. Just like with new Orleans, like yeah. there's like a real weird, but awesome darkness in new Orleans. Sure. That's legit. Yeah. You know, I mean, new Orleans, like I love it, but like, if you want to pursue anything, uh, you have to like unless you're like you know you want to get into like the culinary world or you want to own it. But that's a crazy thing about New Orleans. Like I met bartenders who were like, oh yeah, I have my I have a degree from fucking Cornell. Mm -hmm. I just moved here to take a year off and mm -hmm. and now they own the bar, you know. Right. And like there's I met some of the most intelligent fucking drunks. Yeah. Like I've been that bar Marley's at the bar. I'm at Checkpoint Charlie's, dude. I fucking hung yeah. out with um. What's that? F I not hung out with him, but he was in the fucking bar drinking, and it was like what? And it was and um, what's that fucking guy's name? God damn it! Dave Perner? No, no, no. Um, uh, James Hall. Uh, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, yeah. Yeah, the fucking uh, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, and like that, I, I, he was just in there talking, you know, and it was like you, you overhear. I mean, this is when I was really, I was like maybe twenty two, mm -hmm. like overhearing Trent Reznor just talk and just like mm -hmm. wow, and then like I was fucking. Uh, I've been in bars where like you're you're talking to someone for like 45 minutes laughing about, and I'm like, well, so what's what are you doing? Oh, I'm 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 a, I'm a neuroscientist. Right. And you're like you're just getting shit faced on a yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, some of the most like, interesting people in the world. Only night I have off. I'm here on I'm here on a neuroscientist <laughs> conference. Yeah. And you're like that's happening in New Orleans. Are you guys trying to see yeah. how many brain cells you can fucking kill? Yeah. <laughs> but like it's very interesting people. But New Orleans has its own energy where, like, it's just always there humming. L.A. has this thing where I just feel, because I, I know what you're talking about. It feels like after a few weeks, you're, there's a disconnectivity that happens. Yeah. Where you just kind of, like, feel complete. My theory I is. I feel lost in my, or, in my soul. Feels I, feel lost. I just feel complacent. That's my yeah. problem. I just feel like I just don't want to fucking do anything. Right. And then you're, and. New New York, as you know, I mean, there's just there's too much of an energy here. You can't. I love the energy here. Yeah, so like that's that's the main reason I prefer it. But I moved here in 2007. Yeah. So you've been here a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. So what's your favorite, New New York or New Orleans or LA? I mean, I love I love New Orleans is my will always be my home. I love. Right. I mean, my like soul home. Like that's. But then like I go back there for like long, you know, pre long. I would always go back there for at least three weeks whenever I went home. And then even then you feel this itching where you're like, if I, cause it's too, what's the best way to say New Orleans? Fucking it is, awesome. It is loaded. It, okay. But it, it is loaded with pro, it is loaded with inspiration, mm -hmm. but way short on motivation. Right. So you will be, you will be inspired and alive and just loving life all fucking day long, all mm -hmm. night long in New Orleans. But you will have very little <laughs> desire to do anything but continue to fucking love it mm -hmm. and that's beautiful it's a very european way to live mm. it's amazing but like 
at a certain point, you're just like, fuck, like every, nothing starts on time. Mm. Nothing. And a lot of things, <laughs> like nothing starts on time. Nothing ends. Nothing ends. And then, and then exactly. And then nothing fucking ends. And you're like, well, I guess I'm staying here for three more hours. Right. And then like, and like the food's delicious, but it will kill you. And like, uh, it's a beautiful city, but it gets horrendously hot in the summer. Mm. And it's wet all the guys. Like people are talk about Seattle. It's like New Orleans is like that too. Yeah. It's damp eighty percent of the time. And you started comedy there? Yeah. Where where at what venue? That's a tough I feel like it's a tough town for entertainment. It is, man. We had Mark Arnold on <coughs> Mark Arnold? Mark Norman. Norman, sorry. Norman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mark Brain Arnold. fart. And he said it was the worst city for comedy. I, I, I'm going to hard disagree with him on that, uh, but like, but, uh, but it's not. It's, well, I led him on that. Yeah. I was like, it's a tough town because I, I, every, every time I've played a gig there, yeah. it's been it is kind a tough of town. shaky. Mar I mean, it, it's not. It, I, here's the thing. It, New Orleans is full of, it depends on what kind of gigs you're doing. Because like, if you're trying to do a gig in and around the French Quarter or in the French Quarter or in like a very touristy, like you got that cities, people are allowed to drink as much as they want whenever they want. Uh, so you're, you're faced with, and then a lot of people are there to like see naked women and hear brass music and yeah. just divulge and just dive head first into a debaucherous journey. Bourbon the last Street. thing they want, yeah, the last thing they want to do is just kind of <clears throat> sit there and watch, but there's a massive local scene there yeah. and there's a massive college scene. So like I've done some fucking amazing gigs in New Orleans. You just, it's just gotta be the right venue on the right night yeah. and in the right time of year. Like you don't want to fucking go do gigs in february uh march because that's when mardi gras is going to be landing yeah. uh, you got you also kind of don't want to be there in the spring because jazz fest will happen last weekend of april first weekend of may the summer's pretty great and the fall is pretty great but you don't want to fucking be trying to perform uh around this time of year because mm. it's a lot of christmas parties and a lot of new new years is in, in new orleans is hands down without a doubt the best place to go for new year's eve on in north america i i stand by that because you don't need a plan. Mm. You just walk out into the night. Just wander. Walk with drinks. Mm -hmm. Hop into bars, party, do whatever. Just don't just go fucking out into it. It's brilliant. What got you into comedy or what made you decide that's what you wanted to do? I mean, I always knew I wanted to do something from when I was like a young, I was a kid kid, like 11 or so. I knew it was something, uh, I, but I couldn't sing. Uh, I wasn't an athlete. And, uh, but I knew I, it was performance. I knew I wanted to uh, perform for people. And I, I was always able to make people laugh, but at first I didn't understand why. I just didn't. I would just say something and people would fucking laugh at it. I'm like, I don't, what is it? And eventually I started to pay attention to that and like realize like it was something I was good at and that I loved doing it. But at, when, I was like, when I was like a teenager, the idea of, being a comedian was very alien to me because I just didn't like stand up back then. And I, that's a weird thing. Like a lot of comedians are like, I was watching, I was watching uh, fucking Listen Johnny Carson when I was nine. I'm like, I get that. Great. But comedy didn't be like, I was 16 years old. I was grounded because I'd stole my mom's van for a night and gotten busted. And I was home on a Friday night. And I was watching HBO. I was watching, um, I remember the fucking movie. I was watching, uh, not, nah, remember the movie and I'm not gonna fucking remember it. Um, God damn it. Not Terminator 2. Oh, Kindergarten Cop was on. Uh, it was Schwarzenegger. But then I remember afterwards, Classic. uh, the, the show Mr. Show with Bob and David. Oh, right. That came on like in real time. Mm -hmm. That show was like airing at the time. And I watched it. It blew my fucking mind. Immediately yeah. became a fan. 
And then from Mr. Show, I learned about The State, which had also been airing uh, a couple years earlier on MTV. And like, and then from then I went back and found, uh, you know, this was over the next like five years or four years. I found fucking Kids in the Hall. And then, then I started to find comedians, actually. You know, David Cross, I still love. And then you learn about Bill Hicks. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And then going back. And then Chappelle at that time was like a young comedian but coming up and like this yeah. guy's fucking amazing and Pat Oswalt and killing me softly fucking, yeah and then I remember like Sarah Silverman seeing her for the first time and being like holy shit like right um and then it was like I was like 20 years old or so and I was like that's it that's what the thing I've always wanted is like that yeah and I started two years later 22 years old how did you get up the nerve I uh went to this open mic at a place called Amberjacks which no longer exists it was this seafood restaurant slash bar in Lakeview. Do you know? You remember that neighborhood? Yeah. Lakeview in 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 a it's like the Upper West Side of New York. Right. Right. So like, I rich kind of. Rich. I mean, as rich as you're gonna get in that area, mm -hmm. you know. But I went to this open mic there, and it was dog shit. Every open mic is nobody. Your first few. If you are crushing it at comedy, your first handful of open mics. You're pr that means you're probably doing some hacky shit and you're not going to be around in a year. Right. But like, uh, but it was still like such an exhilarating experience. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. I heard my voice amplified. Uh, no one laughed except this one lady, but I think laughed at me, not necessarily with me. Right. Wow. And then the next week I went to this coffee shop called True Brew Cafe, also not there, but in the CBD. Uh -huh. And that became like the hub because that had like a weekly open mic and it was a coffee shop slash bar that had a little back theater so they were always doing like local like local plays uh -huh. and then but also like you know comedy and shit in the front stage and it was great it was just it was you know it's weekly thing and then you just i just never looked back like i just did it that became it that was it how long did it take you to find your voice still waiting on that no right. <laughs> um it's a, it's a lifetime it's a lifetime but but I don't think I truly became comfortable on stage, like truly comfortable as myself on stage. And to be honest, until I left. Right. Because the version I thought I was comfortable as when I was there, I, I was there for four and a half years, yeah. doing, doing comedy for four and a half years before I finally left. L.A. And then to LA. L.A., yeah. But it wasn't until I went to L.A. and saw like an actual functional huge comedy scene where I realized like who I thought I was on stage was not fully developed yet. mm the version I could get away with it back then in New Why? Because the level was better. In oh LA yeah, so or much. Something? Yeah, oh yeah. Because you're seeing. I mean, I remember like seeing Anthony Jeselnik for the first time. Yeah. And being like, Jesus Christ! Like that is just so honed and bop, yeah. bop, and then Tight. like, yeah, and like. I love him. Oh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. <laughs> and uh, so many comedians out there. Kyle Kinane. First time I saw Kyle Kinane was just like I almost took a knee. I was fucking like, right. so this, is, this is too great, <laughs> you know? Um, but it inspired you. Well, it just made me realize I still had some developing to do. Right. I, it made me realize, like, oh, I've still got a way to go. Like, I thought. But there's no manual. Like, no, there's no manual. You, how do you know what to do? But I just know, like, in New Orleans, I was at, previously, I was able to get away with so much more. because You're scene, probably, like, big man on campus there at, I at the end. I wouldn't say that, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't not say that. I right. was like, I was like there, was a, there was a handful of You were in the mix. Right. Yeah. But, like. We would get away with so much more because the scene was so much smaller. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it even existed, people loved. And How we, long did it take you to get into the mix in L.A.? And where did you first start performing there? I mean, when I, that's funny. When I was, this was 2006. Like, the comedy store was a ghost town back then. Right. Nobody fucked with the comedy store back right, then. Right, right. I, I mean, people, people did. 
I'm not going to say nobody did. Right, but it wasn't com- Joe Rogan. But it, but it wasn't what it is now. Yeah. It isn't sold out. It, no one was doing a documentary on the Comedy Store right. in 2006. Right. I think Joe Rogan was actually there. But then, but then again, Joe Rogan wasn't even wasn't Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan yet. Yeah. He was still hosting Fear Factor. You know? Right. Um, but so I was, I was back then it was all UCB shows and bar shows and like El Rey and like, El uh, Rey's a good venue. Yeah. And like, big venue. Well, not El Rey. I'm, no, I'm not thinking. I'm, yeah, that's the theater. I'm thinking. Yeah. Of, El Rey's what, like 1300 people. What was the place? Fuck. It was on. Troubadour? Sil- not the no. Troubadour. But it was a place on Silver Lake, in Silver Lake on Sunset. Oh, Space Echo? No. The Echo. No, uh, no. Bootleg Space theater? something. Bootleg no. Theater. It was something call, Ray. Bobby. It was something. <laughs> it was something Ray like. But it was all just bar. It was all bars and coffee shops. Right, right. There. I still maintain that, like, in 06 when I moved to New York. I mean, I'm sorry. 06 when I moved to LA. 07 when I, comedy back then was way goddamn. Comedy quadrupled in size in in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quadrupled. Why? I think because it came cool. It became cool. It became so cool. It became cool. so popular. It's the same thing that happened to music in the late I'm 90s. I'm jealous of comedians. I want to be a comedian. Yeah, no. Comedy yeah. definitely took it. took like a huge... Well, yeah, because it... Well, also with a, lot, with a lot of the specials and, and yeah. it just became mainstream all of a sudden. It became mainstream and it's it's easy to mimic, but it's But where's it going to go now that political correctness has taken such strong footing? It's, I don't... It feels like, feels like people aren't as funny... like. Particularly like late night TV hosts are so agenda towards political stuff now. They rarely do any bits that aren't about yeah. just hating Donald Trump, which is like okay. But like, don't you have anything else that can entertain us now? I mean, like, it's like that's it's, them. It, that's 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 them. But that's big. That's big corporate. You know, that's they need big that corporate paycheck, stuff. Yeah. But like, just also just like you know the political correctness. I don't. I because comedy is all about saying the absurd thing you're not supposed yeah. to say and shocking people. I mean, I, I like. So to, I would like take to take that out. Yeah, but I also would like to point out that everyone who constantly complains about, you know, can they say shit, also still says a lot of this shit with very little, you know, yeah. uh, back. Like, I mean, like Shane Gillis is such a great example because he got he got fired from SNL before he started for something that is questionably. I mean, like, if you watch the actual clip of what he did, oh, it's yeah. like, yes, he said the word that everyone got mad about. What did he say? The, the derogatory it. word for Asian people. Okay. But he said it in character. He right. wasn't saying it as himself, as his opinion. Yeah. He was doing an impersonation yeah. of a shitty person in Philly or whatever. Or in right. Boston. Yeah. Um, but that guy's career is fine. Right. They took SNL away from him, but it bolstered his, like, stand-up status. Right. And that guy's selling out rooms he's fine yeah and like and bill burr and no one's gonna you can't cancel bill burr you like bill burr love bill yeah i know i've heard shout out bill burr love bill burr but he he gave you like good advice about you said you knew what silence was he said i knew how to use silence that seems like i wasn't afraid of silence that's like some yoda type shit you know what silence is young sensei he said you know he said you don't fear silence you don't fear silence that sounds like like a, a ninja movie it also it also sounds like a I mean I think I said this before it also sounds like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> like wait you man, don't fear silence man you don't fear the constant barrage of silence you get while it is. performing. But well, it's kind of awkward how much silence. I guess you don't fear <laughs> silence. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But he's referring to that moment where it's like like a like like, like I I know that like a lot of the shit I write is not uh fo- it doesn't follow a typical format. Mm. I'm terrible at writing short jokes. 
Like a lot of my shit's long winded, and you have to follow me, and I get that. And I like, like that though. I do too, and some people do as well. <laughs> I do but, too. <laughs> but I also noticed that, like, yeah, like uh, there are moments where it's like, oh, this guy's still talking, and we haven't gotten to a punchline yet. And in my head, it's like, <laughs> I know, and I'm not going to rush. I'm mm-hmm. going to make you sit with this for a minute because when it hits, it will hit you better and yeah. harder and clearer. Yeah. But that's just my philosophy. But to answer, you want the hard laugh, not the many little laughs. I'm always about quality over quantity. Yeah, I think with everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I would rather, I would rather in a 15 minute set, someone laugh once uncontrollably mm-hmm. harder than they've ever laughed in their entire life mm. uh, than 10 chuckles. Right. Like, I just feel like, because then they're going to remember you. Yeah. Then they'll be like, oh, my God, that was the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard mm. versus, oh, yeah, that was good. And I get some people don't want that. Some people would rather just be good. And that's great. I, I do not. I have zero beef with. I have, yeah. I'm not one of those assholes who's like, everyone should be doing what I'm doing. Then it would suck. Right. We all do different things. So what happened when you went to New What's the difference Wait, between you guys it? were talking about canceled comedians? Oh, I just, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't think, I think. Were you going to point at another comedian that no, got I was, canceled? No, he's saying that well? it's, oh, that the political correctness it's like, is, is, is kind of overhyped. I also think that people. That it's not really true. But I, I, I disagree a little bit just because I see. I think like there are still like the the sure. sort of don't give a fuck comedians that are more like stronger, like Bill Burr, for instance, who don't they don't they haven't like tamed themselves too much. But I think so many people have sure. tamed themselves. So it's basically it's I think it's weeded out the sort of weaker comedians and made them like super weak. And then the strong survive like Chappelle. He's still well, no, not afraid to say wants. Right. I mean, I think I also think just like when it comes to stand up specifically with comedy, people are just getting to a point where there's now critical thinking is coming in. Mm-hmm. So like the whole thing, Kevin Hart just got fucking. Yeah, that's insane. I what happened to think, Kevin Hart? He said he in, in his newest special, he talks about his daughter acting like a hoe. And mm-hmm. people got real. Well, and you know what's going to happen to Kevin Hart? Nothing. Absolutely fucking zero. Because if you use critical <clears throat> thought and watch the goddamn joke, it's fucking funny. Is it? Yeah. In, is it inappropriate? Absolutely. That's what comedy is. And that's it the point. It has to be inappropriate. It's so people. outlandishly <laughs> like, inappropriate. If that it's, it's funny. not inappropriate, what are we just talking? And that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like yes, there, there may. I, I, I actually, I actually, fuck that. Right now, I'm thinking this. Yeah. I think cancel culture is going to help comedy yeah. more than it's going to hurt it in the long run because people it's are probably gonna, true. People are going to be fucking tired of being told like, oh my god, that is so offensive. They're like, no, right. that's funny. Fuck you, you whistle-blowing piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, I can't And they're going to want to see yeah. edgy, at its core again, full-fledged, inappropriate comedy again. That's good and, news. And also, yes, there should... there If someone tells a horrendous fucking joke about mentally disabled people and it sucks and it's not funny, yes, give them the biz. But yeah. if it's a hilarious take yeah. on the same subject that makes <clears throat> you think about it a little bit, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, that's the point. That is the point. I, hallelujah. Sorry. What's the difference? Between, so how, yeah. you were in L.A. for like what a year? One year. And then you year. and then you went to New York. Ran, a random situation uh, presented itself for me to come here for very cheaply, and I was like, a uh, guy was like, I have a this dude I knew to who live. lived here. He was like, I have a room. I I gotta leave for a few months to get to go back to New Orleans. His mom was sick. He's like, you can sublet my room. It's four hundred and twenty dollars a month, all inclusive. Wow. 
and Bushwick. And I was like, is it, holy shit. Is it shit. still available? No, because what, it, <laughs> I'm it, kidding, it, it but, wasn't a room. Yeah. It was a fucking cubicle. Wow. When okay. I got there, right, basically, right. Like, oh, they, this, they built a fucking cubicle. Right. That, With six roommates? I only had three, but it was like, oh, three. this like, in a five hundred square foot apartment, probably. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and but I did it, but I but it was also like one of those things where like I knew because that was the other thing. The whole time I was in L.A., I was talking to former New York comedians. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of guys who had just moved to L.A. from New York. Yeah. And the 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 sadness at which they, they talked like, about being New York. and yeah, all these stories about all the sad because that was the other thing back then. You got up every night at an open mic or something, but there's still, even now, like, even now, you cannot achieve the same amount or quality of stage time in L.A. that you can in New York. Why is that? You just can't. It's, just, it's The infrastructure's not there. They don't have mm-hmm. as many clubs. They don't have as many spots. The city's too sprawled out. Time-wise, you can't get from yeah, point A to point hop. B as fast. Exactly. So and this is the place, New York. New York's the mecca. And it was, if I felt I wasn't developed enough in New, when I got to L.A., I spent the year there and was like, all right, all right, all right. But then I got here and immediately went through the same exact thing where I was like, fuck. Oh, really? Ano- here, another level. Because here I saw John Mulaney for the first time. <laughs> right. And, you know, and I had Nick Kroll for the first time. And then, like, uh, you know, uh, I, I, Maria Bamford lived in L.A., but I saw her live here for the first time. Mm. It was like, holy fucking Christ. Like, um, and then it was just like, and, I, you know, like every, all, and, and Mulaney and Jeselnik are both great at the same level but it was just like right it was just another one it was just another level of like fuck did you find your footing in la did you become like part of the scene or did you leave too a little soon? no a little bit i found my footing a little yeah. bit like a lot of those guys like who were out there when i was out there are still at it and doing great but when i came here it was this transitional period too because like i didn't I didn't fuck with the clubs here until after I did Montreal for the first time. I was like a bar scene, quote unquote, alternative guy, uh-huh. which is a bullshit moniker, but it existed and it still does. But it's like Reggie Watts is an alt comic. Mm-hmm. That's what an alt. Uh, Kate Berlant is an alt comic. Like for us, we were just comedians who didn't want to do the crowd work slash back then the club guys were all kind of doing it was the same you know, no offense to any of those guys. They, they had to make a living, but they, there was it was a lot of the same guys doing the same fucking thing. Mm. It was the same, like, ten guys regurgitating the same six premises. But it worked in the clubs back then. So we were just people who wanted to fucking... We were writing different jokes about different topics and mm. uh, different types of material and taking more risks on stage. And the bars and these small venues are the ones that were letting us do it. And now... A few years, like five or six years ago, the clubs kind of opened their doors to that. Now, all the great shit's in the clubs now. Mm. Now, all the, yeah, cl- the, the cellar cl- and all that. What right. if somebody wants to get into the comedy fantastic. in New York? What would, what would you suggest they do? Um, Asking for a friend. Open mics. I mean, I would honestly say if you're already in New York. Uh, yeah. J- Move and sh- go somewhere else. Like, I, I think the best fucking way to start doing comedy in the United States now, I mean, COVID's a fucking shit show, but yeah. let's just say it gets to the point where it's gone. Start in a different city. Oh, man, that's not what I want to do. But if you're here. But if you're here. That's not what your friend wanted to I mean, that's not what my friend wanted to do. If you're here, just, yeah, like, yeah, tell your friend. Tell your friend. Um, not to buy Coke on the street. No. Yeah, never. Tell them to create... Do it under the moniker of Jim Beep Hendrix and <laughs> just start going to the mics, man. They're brutal. They're fucking brutal and they yeah. suck. That was back Open then. Mics. I don't even know what they're like now, but back then it was like, they're brutal. They were sucked, but I met some of my closest friends there still. Mm-hmm. 
And you have those nights where you pop off, but that's the point. You go to the mics, you only are there getting good enough to impress other comedians. And then those other comedians might book shows or have their own shows. Mm -hmm. And then you get on their shows. And then you climb the hierarchy that way. And then eventually you audition for a club. And then you get in at that club. And then someone takes you on the road or you start so doing your own show. how long shit. did it take you to get that audition at the cellar for... Oh, it took a while. I mean... What's so her name? Esty. Esty. Yeah. I've been at the cellar since 2015. So five years now. That's amazing. But I mean, like, it's still... It was, you know, it was, it was hard. I mean, it was like when I... When I had my audition afterwards, she her exact words were, "I was okay." <laughs> uh, here, that's what you want to hear. Here's your here's my email. <laughs> no, 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 and that's it. And that's that means you're yeah, in. Yeah, and then she, if she gives your email, you're in. And then she started giving me spots. But then like wow, a, like two, <laughs> like two and a half years after I was already passed, she, I was doing a brunch show, and she was there. A what show? A brunch show. Oh, brunch show. And which is just a regular show at three p.m. That's all. Right. It is. Just but, an excuse to day drink. Right. Brunch. But she she was there at the brunch, and she just happened to go downstairs. I didn't notice during my set, and she saw me have like a really good set, mm -hmm. and afterwards was like, "Oh my god!" And so like then she like bef before booking. that I was getting maybe one or two spots a week at the cellar. Then it like quadrupled. Nice because of that set. So like you just have. That's the thing. So I there's guess. a lady named Etsy. Esty. Esty, and it's Comedy is that like kind of yeah, it's the Mitzi of uh, it's the Mitzi New York. Of, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna argue a more powerful Mitzi. A more uh, powerful, just because wow. Mitzi, because I feel like Mitzi. I don't know. I I'm gonna be. Let me just 100 disclaim right now. I do not know. Mitzi. Factually, what if what I'm about to say is accurate? Because I was, I'm not, a, I'm not a <laughs> story guy. You got instinct. But it seems like Mitzi. Yeah. It seems like Mitzi was more of a figurehead was more of just like a face of the club. Oh, right. Didn't actually make a lot of the decisions, whereas Esty is the own, is the booker of the comedy seller. Right. She uh, has says, always been? Has been from what we all know from the get-go, yeah. Um, and if you get big at the comedy seller, then that's like a, a springboard towards what, a Netflix special? Or what's the next, I mean, what's the next goal for you in this whole It's all changed. Thing? It's all completely changed. And right. then before COVID even. Um, <clears throat> right. I, I mean, it, I, look, I, look the, the comedy seller, I think, is the, the best comedy club in the country but it's also a club like i don't i i am very fucking i love being past there i love doing sets there i'm very beyond i'm so fucking fortunate to be in right. that position yeah, yeah. but I, i'm so fucking fortunate to be in that position i'm and i'm grateful and i treat every set like it, it's being filmed i fucking love being there but i also stress to everyone like do not let one venue define you right that's mm. not how you should i heard you think. say that in a podcast only seen but that's good because People like yeah. get used to a room and what works right. in a room. Then they go to another room and they go like, "Hey, that bit killed at this room." Trust me, there are there are a hand <laughs> there are a handful of comics that have only worked the cellar for probably a decade now, right. and that's all they'll ever do. Yeah. And no offense to them, they're fucking great guys, and uh, they get they make money from that. But like, you you can't just be the person who only does. They're, the same thing with every club. There are probably guys who only do Carolines. There are probably people who only do. Gotham, and we don't know who they are because they only do that one club. Well, it's just like a musician; you gotta go on fucking tour you gotta and play other venues. Because there are other there are other great clubs in New York as well. The Stand is great. Uh, Stand's a fantastic club. Uh, New York Comedy Club's a good club, but like <laughs> you the posted cellar, something really nice on Instagram today the about Creek that in the cave. Long Island club that closed. Creek in the Cave uh -huh. was like our home our home base for a long time, but it just yeah, it's unfortunate. It's very sad, but. Uh, but that was a place that was a comedy club, but not really, because it was they didn't charge for shows, right? And it was a restaurant bar, and they just full time comedy, and the owner was just a, still is a wonderfully like encouraging, 
cultivating human being who loved it, but just, you know, small business couldn't last. But like the seller, but yeah, doing spots there was great. But like the seller, like I'm saying, seller's fantastic, but I just stress, because I feel like it had, you see it in New York, there are so many other clubs that you can get, people get spots everywhere. You see it in LA where like, LA seems to have this very like, you're either at the comedy store or you're nowhere. Mm -hmm. And I disagree with that too, because then you go to the comedy store sometimes and it feels more like a social event than it does a bunch of shows. Right. And it's like, you don't want, I, I just think it's bad to put all your stock yeah. in what one venue thinks of you or if you can perform at that like because performing at one venue will not make you as that will not propel you it's all the performing which is what i like about the seller is they hold you to such high standards and not standards of you've got to kill every set it's right. standards of you have to be funny and invent at every set like and if and if and if it means you're doing the same bit for a year fine but just be good at it make it a good bit but if you're changing it up and doing different shit, fine. But be funny. Right. The, the the most important people to make laugh at any comedy club are the staff. Right. Yes, the audience. Yes, you of course want to. Have, you want them to have a good time. You want to kill it. You want them to love you. You want them to tell people, oh, I can't wait to see that guy again. But also, the staff at any comedy club is watching comedy all the fucking time. Right. And like they report back to the owners and the bookers. Mm. what's your move now like what's your what what's your vision of your where your career's going and how do you plan on getting there man it's foggy now man Not because rooftops, right. I, I, I don't i don't know because like live performance you know i had to wipe out i wiped out eight months of bookings yeah. this year but i mean when you yeah. visualize what you want your dream life to be does it include like netflix special and i mean like this, i that, like i will the chances of me getting a netflix special are so incredibly. They seem pretty good to me. No, they're, they're, you they're, seem they're, to be like this, and you're young still, and it's like no, no, no. Here's here's the facts, and this is just the facts. Yeah, it has nothing to do with ability, and has nothing to do with it, it. It has everything to do with the fact that I look like I'm a I'm a fucking straight white guy. Uh-huh. I'm older. And unfortunately, I have a look that a lot of people have seen already. Oh, that's interesting. What, Bert? And, well, Bert's people say like different. a cross between, I saw Bam Margarita and Bert Kreischer right, or something right. like that. People, like, people can't unsee <coughs> Tom Segura or Bert. Or Tom Segura. Oh, or Tom Segura, they, or right. Well, Zach you could always like <laughs> shave your beard and get a pink Take mohawk. Take shirt off. I shave my beard. You, you could do something. I could do you, all you that, but do... then that's just disingenuous. Like, yeah, that's true. I happen to look like other people and that sucks, but I think yeah. my energy and what I do is completely... It's I have different. a big energy, but it's different than Bert's. Yeah. I have a I have a loud, dirty mouth, but it's different than Tom or, yeah, or yeah. Zach. I I just think I'm different. But Netflix is not. They're, they're just not interested in me, and that's well, don't, fine. Don't speak that into existence. They've spoken it into existence. Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> they've they've they've. they've well, what about on Netflix, a YouTube? Though. A YouTube special for free? I mean, I've seen a <laughs> yeah. lot of comics well, do that. Well, you recently. did a uh, what uh, comedy special on? Uh, I did a I did a Comedy Central half hour comedy Central years half ago. Hour, yeah. And but I've just been I, I made the mistake of waiting for everyone to say that's that that would be my biggest advice to any up and coming comedian starting out. You got to do absolutely everything on your own now. Right, the industry is non-existent in in many it's ways. It's true with music too. Yeah, you got to just put shit out there <clears throat> constantly mm-hmm. and keep creating more and more, and understand that yeah. it's a fucking lifelong decision. Yeah. The days of the comedic superstar yeah. are done. Right, are done. There's never going to be another Kevin Hart. There's never going to be another Amy Schumer. There's you never. I don't gonna, think so. No, I do not. I just I do not think. I think, but I think 
the days. I Who mean, was the last one? Bill Burr, Chris D'Elia, possibly. I, I mean, Kevin Hart's still alive, and yeah. so's Amy. I think they're the last versions of themselves. Yeah. But like the, I think the arena comedy days are done. Or Louis was huge. Louis as well, yeah. But like, yeah. I think, but I still think there's, of course, big theater, big act. There'll still be big fucking acts, right? But like now, it's going to be more of a. Uh, and this is kind of exciting to me, to be honest. Like, we're all going to have to work for it in some way. And, like, mm-hmm. maybe it's what the rest of the country should become. Like, we all become this artistic middle class. And you just right. fit. Some people will be lower middle class and have to struggle a little more. Some people will be upper middle class and be a little more set. Some people will be in the middle. But, like, that, I think, is what being a musician. That's like the music can, business. And that's kind of great. I'm good. I'm good you, with it. You're, uh, you live comfortably. You're happy. You yeah. love what you do. And you have, but you have to keep doing it. Yeah. Because that's what happens with fame, I think, is a lot of people just clock the fuck out. Right. At a certain point and just cast checks based on something they did two decades ago. Or if they get too big, like Eddie Eddie Murphy, then they maybe are like a little intimidated by how big they were and how much of a cultural impact they had. Yeah. It's kind of, that can also like deflate your ability to keep going. The first thing, like I am not famous. I'm eons from it, but I know... A handful of very famous people. Mm-hmm. The first thing that goes when you become famous is your humanity, and right. not. And I don't mean you. Maybe humanity is the wrong word because I'm your not ability you, to relate to the everyman. Your, your ability to be a yes. You just yeah. become this sort of like looking around you at all times, seeing who's got their camera out, watching everything, being mindful of every single syllable that comes out of your mouth. Right. Being very cautious about who you're around, not actually listening to what the person talking you're talking to is saying on a pure level. You're just waiting for your turn to fucking, and I get that. You, famous people get put under a lot of, a lot of lights. Mm-hmm. Some, some famous people I know, like Michael Che is a great example of how, if I were ever famous, I would want to be, cause he's just very like, fuck everyone. I, I am me and I will not let your, I will not let your opinion of me change me. I he's didn't think he was great. that famous. You know, he's not. He's definitely <laughs> shout out Michael Che. Would love to have you on the podcast, but he's just yeah. He's been stuck at SNL. If you talk about people who are stuck, stuck. No, 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 that's a choice. No, I'm just right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just comfortable there, <clears throat> yeah, head and he's staying in stuck. that. But he's staying yeah. in that venue. Sure, but I mean, like Michael stuck on top of the food chain. <laughs> to me, yeah. To me, like to me, fame means if. In your day-to-day, every day, people go, oh, and recognize right. you. And that uh, definitely happens okay. to Michael. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he's, and he's, and Michael's a very fucking nice, yeah. friendly, like, real human being. Fame has not <clears throat> seemingly changed that dude at all. But he's Kumail Nanjiani, same way. Like, that guy's a very, like, real, on-the-level human being. Who's that? Well, he, he, he did stand he up for SNL? years. No, he was in... Um, the big thing you'd know him from is Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. Nice. He was on that. And he was, I mean, he's uh, going to go and do a Marvel movie. he's in movie, a Marvel movie now, sick. and he's jacked. Yeah. Um, and he was, him and his uh, awesome, awesome wife, Emily. Wrote that movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. About their actual life. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. Sick. Big sick. I, yeah. I saw that. That was good. Yeah. But, so, but Kamel's like, Kamel's like, you know, movie star famous, and he's very But that's because he writes human. scripts and stuff. Yeah, he's a real do human. You, yeah. Do you do that kind of thing? Sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I sold a TV show to FX. Uh, in 2017, but then in 2019 they passed on it. Oh, because when you sell, when you hear someone say they sell a show, that's just the beginning of another very long process. Only there's negotiation. A, there's a tiny bit of money involved now. Right. So you're like getting paid now to rewrite the script. 
right. eight times. Yeah. But then there's still the second pat. Like basically, you sell a show. Here's the idea. Bam, they love it. Uh, they'll give you this much money to write the script. Awesome. You give them the outline, they approve it. Awesome. Now there's this process where you're working with producers. You, me and my, a guy I write scripts with, we wrote the script and it was just a back and forth, constant back and forth of just like, we need to change this. Us either, sta- uh, us either being like, oh yeah, you're right. That is a good idea. Or standing our ground and be like, nope, we want, we want it to be, we want this to happen. Yeah. And there was a lot of compromise and our producers are very cool, but that was a year and a half long process. Right. Right. And sometimes with massive gaps in between. Right. Where you're like, you're not hearing back from the producers for six weeks sometimes. But that's just how it was. Yeah. And then on my birthday, on the my fucking birthday, 2019, I get the email. It's just like, guys, the network's passing. That sucks. And it, but it happens a lot. That that, what can was all the show that work called? go somewhere else? Uh, yes, they gave it back to us and it could go somewhere else, but the, but no one is looking to buy live action TV right now. What's the show called? The sh- that was a f- we we actually didn't have a t- well, here's the fucking fun That's part. That's why you didn't have a title. We didn't have, we had a working title, <laughs> but 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 the show was about a guy who collects debts for illegal figures in New Orleans, Louisiana, a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, FX has a show on right now called Mr. In Between. That is about a guy who collects debts in the illegal underworld of Melbourne, Australia. But here's the difference. That show already existed in Australia for FX Australia, which never materialized, but they owned it. So they were like, well, fuck, we own this show now. Let's just air it in America. Mm. And it's very similar to what we'd been working on with them for a year and a half. But it wasn't a coincidence. The problem was when it aired, we all panicked. We're like, wait, 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 wait. Like, you wouldn't be upset if this was a different network this is on, but this is real fucking close. But they were like, hey, guys, but so what? We we like your show still, and we're not opposed to having, you know, lots of shows. Lots, lots of networks have similar shows. Mm. And I'm going to say it. Mr. Inbetween's very good. It's different from what we were trying to do, but it's a good show. Um, and they have a title. <laughs> and they actually have a title. <laughs> they actually have a time slot, and it's on the show. It's on the network. Um, ours was going to be called, you know, Doc, Doctor Here and There. No, it's not. No. Uh, Mrs. On Either Side. But uh, that actually probably would have helped us if we would have changed the, made the main character a female. Actually, fuck, we should have done that. And just made, because we had the main character as me, and then the main antagonist was a female, was a female character. The bet his like arch So you nemesis. were going to star in it as well? Yeah, I was going to star in it. Nice. But uh, fuck. Man, fuck, we should have done that. Well, there's, it's never too late, We should have switched to where the main character was a female, S- try and to I would have played the bad guy. To FXXX. You could, you could swap it. FXXX. Is it, the same? Well, no, I mean, that's that's a different kind of Mr. In-Between. Oh. <laughs> Mr. In-Between <laughs> the sheets, you know? You got a gig tonight? I got two. What what time? You got to go soon, don't you? I got I got about 10 more minutes. Okay, 10 more good. minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, you didn't tell him what your goal is. Since it's I mean, no I, for Netflix. I want, I want to. I'm, I'm create like. But he kind of did. It's like he's script? like saying it's Is like be more, the, more script. be more the every man. I mean, create, it's like, well, creating more. But I'm just or saying the journeyman. Be, the well, journeyman. Not the journeyman. I just think that's what comedy <laughs> is now. I think yeah. like if you're getting into comedy, try and be a superstar. You're going to be more of a. I think it's more about niche fame now or yeah. niche fame. I think it's more about like mm. you get your fan base of, you know, however many people that is, hundred thousand people, and that's who you're talking to now. Mm-hmm. Like superstardom just doesn't make sense in a world where there's so much shit. Yes, there will be stuff so that rises. Content. But like, for example, like 
that guy you, do you know do you know who Jake Paul is? Yeah. He just boxed. He just boxed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knocked the hell out of uh right. Nate 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 Robinson. Nate, Nate Robinson. But right. that's a guy who has like millions of yeah. followers on YouTube and also millions of people who have no fucking clue who he is. Right. And like that's how it is now. There's so much out there. You've just gotta be one hundred percent yourself and speak to the people who get you. Yeah. And stay with them. Like even like a fifteen thousand is great audience 25,000 yeah exactly yeah, that's yeah. enough to sustain you sure it sure is, yeah. sure absolutely you and, don't need hunt millions right but you build on a, exactly and that's what i think it's all about now you build on what you got get your 15,000 to 200,000 whatever and build on that speak to your fans speak to, but stay you mm-hmm. i think that's easier now than it's ever been and more doable but like for me i'm just like i'm creating more content and putting it out there on Instagram and YouTube because I've Instagram I'm doing better on but I've I've ignored YouTube for far too dude, long dude me too man I'm one that's yeah. one of my big goals I'm more of like Instagram leaning as well yeah. and I definitely want to start doing yeah. more on YouTube we got to we got to we got to man I want to put out let's make a pact right, right but then with comedians what do you want to do I want to put out a special I'll shoot by, it for you thank you by, uh, I mean, I would love to put out a special one year from today, from this exact day. Okay. But is that going to be possible with touring and stuff? Every We'll see. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, do you write a lot a every lot. day still? As much as I possibly can. Yeah. yeah. What's your practice with that? Do you wake up in the morning and write, or you just do it when you happen to be inspired? Uh, if you do that, you will find yourself making excuses to not sit down and write, I've learned. <laughs> right. You have to, I feel like you have to push, <laughs> you have to actually just do the work. Yeah. I like to, I, lately I've been doing it in bits, yeah. in pieces where like I'll wake up, write for 15 minutes, go about my day for a few hours, write for another 20 minutes at some point, go about my day, do what I got to do, sit down for, try and sit down for a full hour, write. Yeah, and there's a lot, and a lot of it's pumping out shit. You know, it's a lot of yeah. it's just like you're you're just getting the shit out of your brain, right. and then you sit down, and then the last five minutes of an hour session, you're like, <gasps> and then that's condensed that's some brilliant greatness shit. there. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. fuck yes. Um, but it's but you only got to that because you squeezed all the the fucking yeah. mental pus, pus yeah. out of that fucking pour. Yeah. Um, out of that, out of that. Rich you ever try morning pages where you wake up and you write three pages of gibberish right from the first thing in the I'm morning? I'm absolutely going to now. I've never even heard of that. It's in this book called The Artist's Way. Oh, I'm definitely going to do that. And it's like you just wake up. First thing you do is you write three pages. You don't add, Nothing needs to even make sense at all. Literally just like gibberish it can be. It can be mm-hmm. whatever. You're not trying to write anything that anyone's going to read. You won't even read it. And it's just, it's called the morning pages. And it it does have the effect. I'm, of, I'm of, texting this to myself. Yeah, the morning yeah. pages, artist way, look it up. And and uh, and it does have the effect of giving you more of that brilliant shit you're talking about. It sources that brilliant shit in a quicker way when you are writing things that you are trying to make something that people will check out. It actually just gets you to that space you're talking about sooner. So you just wake up. It's like up. a massive dump right in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to buy a notebook, or I got a notebook. I'm going to do a notebook just for that. Yeah, and that's the, what you do. And then at the end of the year, just do a reading where you read that notebook out loud. That's a great bit right <laughs> there. Yeah. yeah, just like, oh, shit, I didn't. Okay, guys, remember, this was gibber. I thought this was just gibberish. Right. Um, but See, that is a funny bit. Potential, yeah. Potentially yeah. really funny bit. But yeah, I want to I put out a special. I want to tour again. I want to just. I just want to create and put stuff out. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I realize now. Me like, too, man. You're kind yeah. of inspiring. Well. Anybody ever tell you that? No, I, I, no, no you're, you're, you're 
Not never on a podcast. Yeah, you are. Like, because I'm inspired. Because I'm like, okay, this guy, for one, the YouTube yeah. thing I can relate to, the fact like next year you're going to get a special. Like, I like that. Goals. Yeah, Maybe you'll come back on the podcast. I will in definitely a, come in back a year on the podcast when, when we can. After like, I film his special, after right you here, film the right special, here. yeah. I could really film at a special the for you, by at the the No, he, he's, at, he's actually really good at I've, it, I've, on, I've, and I don't want to say that because he doesn't do the podcast anymore because he's so busy. But <laughs> you know. well, I mean, yeah, dude, I, I want to do it. I want to fucking. I got a podcast we're developing now. What's the name of your podcast? I got, well, you've I've seen like five or six episodes, right, with that girl. Yeah, I've got one podcast called Five Words. Mm -hmm. It's good. We're, we're we're on hiatus now. We're just gonna start back up, and then I'm I'm developing. I'm doing another podcast. We're kind of banking episodes with a, another guy. It's a tech podcast because I know dog shit about technology. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm real behind on everything, and my boy, he's really in, he knows pretty much everything mm. um we're arguing about titles right now but i think we've got one uh called master beta nice um because it's a master he's a master of beta oh i see what you do and exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly you see what i did i see what and you did there you giggle a little master beta uh, yeah, Dan, Dan Soder on who I love on your love Dan Soder. Your, yeah, Dan's yeah. fan. Dan Dan yeah. Soder is one of the my my big critique of Dan Soder is he's more talented than he lets you believe. Mm. He I think he he tries to hide it like he's just a really good stand up. That yeah. guy could be a fucking that innocent Leonardo face DiCaprio of his. fucking. I'm trying character. to get him on the pod. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think I know him. He's, Dan's fantastic. He's as tall as you, dude. Tall motherfucker. Nobody is. What What are you? Seven six five. <laughs> How tall is Dan? I think Dan, I think Dan is six, six. Mm. Oh, damn. There you there go. You go. Fine, you met Dan. your match, Bajie. Fine. <laughs> but, uh, and talented, I hear. Just real, just fucking I hate fantastic. this guy. I hate, I hate him. this guy. Right? hate him. You can't because he, he, <laughs> nah. you can't because I'm he's just got, kidding. Yeah, no, he's on my wish list. It's really, it's really crazy. Like, cause all I've noticed, I've never met a tall guy with a, without a deep voice. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Uh -huh. Well, yeah, man. What are you, what are you talking, talking about, about, man? <laughs> what do you mean, bro? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm on. the soprano in what my do you mean, giant uh, chorus. <laughs> Whatever happened to doo-wop music where the the guy do 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 Bro. Well, like, bro, bro. What, Come on. Like, wait, let's start a doo-wop band. Like <laughs> three or four. Or <laughs> you, him, yeah. Bert, uh, Tom Segura. Doo-wop, boo-wop, boo. I love you still. Wait, <laughs> I love you still. No. Before we lose you, because I want like to be mindful like of image. your time. I want the skull. This it looks like a skull with a straw coming no, out no. of the it, you, top. Do you and see I can, what like, it is? This looks, is your camera right no, here. No, no. Do you see what it is? Is it it's New a Orleans? Skull. Wait, is it Louisiana? Is it a state? No. Take a look. Hold on. Is it, I don't. What, that that's it, not. It's a state. Oh, it's, it's state. sideways. No, no. It's a it's a it's a it's a company called Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin, Wisconsin, but skull, bro. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which nobody which, knows what Wisconsin looks like. Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, here's where my geography <laughs> yeah. ignorance goes on blast fully. <laughs> I, I, I do. I'm like, wait, it's a state. I get yeah. it. Is that what? <laughs> Everyone knows Florida, New yeah. York, California, yeah. and maybe Nevada. I love. I love. I do. I I love the state of Wisconsin. Okay. One of my one of my fa as a musician. Do you know about Eau Claire, Wisconsin? Mm, no. It's just Justin Vernon's from there, so he, oh, okay. he like Bonavir. Yeah, but it's a it's a little just a little hamlet in the middle of Wisconsin. It's so far. it's like the uh, Yellow Springs. Of Wisconsin. Where is it on oh, the okay. skull? On the skull? Yeah. It's the, it's like, the left it's right. right there, above the right eye, oh, yeah. it's around here ish. 
That Wait, looks, that looks nice. Maybe, maybe, maybe in the right maybe eye. In the yeah, side. Maybe like I called it. It's the people of the right <laughs> eye. I called it. I yeah, because you've been there. I bet. Man, I just have instincts. Uh, I will. I'm gonna say this to, to. I do my my favorite one of my favorite places to perform in the USA is in the Midwest. Yeah. Because I feel like everyone there who lives in the Midwest because the weather is horse shit. And we need nine months out of the dude. year. We need well, everyone there is forced to develop a personality. Right. At a young age. Everyone That's there true. is very smart and fucking talkative and friendly and and takes LSD. And is into shit. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, that's true. That's what I was saying about New Orleans. It's just too fun walking down the street. Yeah. you just it's So it's too... like hard to be a performer because there's like 14 of you performers on the street already. Like now you can you musicians can, yeah. are just crazy there. You the can level. you can make it work there. I want I want to shoot a special there one day. Not my first, mm -hmm. but one. Live but I, well, maybe my first. I want to do I want to do. What about one eye Jack five? Um, I like one eye Jacks. I don't think I shoot a special there, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good venue. It's a good though. venue. With with the specials yeah. that you guys are very precious about your material being filmed. Yeah. Is it If once, you're Jay Leno, once, yeah. once I never want do, anything filmed because then I can't use it anymore. Once yeah. you do a special <laughs> like, to yeah. you, is is like all that material done yeah, with dead. it? You have to write, new, write a new, a new special. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, like that's, that's the goal. Of, that's, that's how part it of works. The vibe. That's part. That's the that's, circle of life. That's the creator's price. But that's good. And though. I love that. It's good yeah, to yeah, be yeah. pushed. Yeah. It's good to have nothing and to have to start it's again. It's good to be pushed, and it's also good to like. I, material, I, I, materials like children. At a certain point, you gotta fucking let them go. Yeah, and plus because you know I mean? it spoils if you like leave yeah, it in the crib it, too yeah. long. It's you don't. Like, you don't just, want your kid. It becomes a spoiled brat. Right. Like you don't want your kid being thirty five, living have to on your couch. You know, you want to fuck get out of here. Yeah, you right, gotta go. Right. You gotta like yeah. find your wings. I've got about. I've got an hour right now. That's like a solid like, hour. like a twenty. Like I got. It, and I got an hour right now. It's like a twenty six year old where you're like, all right, you're still. You're still here, I get it, but yeah. you start looking for a different place to. You well, gotta get out it. of here. Well, invite, it's time so, to go. So it's you have it for there. the like to get your YouTube special within a year. Yeah. You, you got that shit. Then. It's just about so you got a 26 year old at the crib already. But it's a, but that's what I'm saying. I was I was a, I was gonna be filming it in like May June mm -hmm. of this, this year. year. Ah, well, uh, that we were still debating. It was gonna be between Minneapolis. I love and Minneapolis. Minneapolis, Chicago, or New Orleans. Minneapolis. Why not town. just New York? You're here. <clears throat> Why those the states or cities? Uh, sh Minneapolis because it's. Uh, Is I it just cheaper to do it. No, no, it's probably it's probably more expensive because uh, you gotta yeah. Minneapolis, I just fucking love as a city. Mm, First because Avenue. It's, yeah, it's just a cool. It's got a very interesting, very deep-seated artistic vibe the to it. The Turf personal. Club in Minneapolis yeah. is cool. Personal preference. Personal really. Chicago only because I don't I don't know what it is about Chicago, but I just vibe with it's that great. city. And comedy there's awesome. Mm. And yeah. it's a, and like it's a smart city. It's and a New Midwest, Orleans, Midwest big city. I, I feel like I feel like New York, I don't know. I, I would definitely shoot a special in New York. But for my first one, I wanted it to be just a little more personalized. I, and I love mm. New York City, but like I also feel like so much happens here that it's like, ah, let's maybe for the first one, just get out. Right. Um, but also, but also now. And now everything's changed. Everything's changed. I would gladly shoot a special. Why not shoot one like on a rooftop somewhere? You just don't Somebody want to just did that. Yeah, Sam Worrell just <clears throat> did that. Yeah. Or, or, or some other creative environment. Not very high quality. Well, and I love Sam for doing that stuff, but I also just like, I don't, I don't know why so many comedians are hell-bent on like documenting themselves in this time. Right. I don't think anyone's going to want to revisit this shit when we get past it. <laughs> like I'm trying to like hunker down and write bits that. about it, but I'm like, I don't want to fucking... Quarantine special. I want to get out of this 
version of life into the next one. I don't. Do you, do you think you know? we're going to? Like, I mean, yes, I absolutely do. I don't believe the idea of going back to normal. I don't believe in because I don't believe in that across the board. Like normal is you're saying go back to the past. That just doesn't life doesn't work that way. Right. We move forward every thing we go through there is the normal is just the next second mm -hmm. this right now now this is normal whatever you're experiencing in the moment so it's like yeah i think we'll go i think we will get back to a world where businesses are open again and we don't have we're not all stressed about covid or coronavirus but it's going to be different it's going to be a yeah. different i don't know what that is going to look like but it's going to be different yeah mm -hmm. and I we're agree, just going to roll with what it is but like it won't be ins it won't be insanely civil different. war maybe no nah, i don't i don't think that. i hope not if it is it'll be a <laughs> it'll be a cold civil war i think we're what? already in yeah that. we might already be in that yeah. what, are your folks proud of you yeah absolutely you got any siblings i do three wow what are they they are my what are their pronouns and what do they do <laughs> uh, uh, one of them's tom segura <laughs> yeah, yeah. i've got i got two, burt kreischer yeah. tom segura <laughs> no no two, two, i got yeah uh say, no no uh Can't get away. Lang, bam yeah. mar bam margarita <laughs> bam margaret mar margarita he's pizza. a good looking cat though that's a pretty good compliment yeah, I, I think you know sure that's, that's not bad um no i got two sisters and a brother and my parents are very Awesome people. Miami, I lucked out immediate family. I know yeah. there's this idea that you have to come from like a broken fucking home to be good at that, but that shit's not that interesting anymore either. Mm, like, no. If I, if I got another, if I have to fucking deal with another person who's like, my parents are divorced and that's it, that's your only point. Yeah. And mm, sorry, bye. It's boring. Right. My parents earn love. They are. And guess what? That fucked me up just as bad. That's amazing. Just as bad. <laughs> How does parents being in love fuck you up? Because they, it makes you they put They love you more than no, no. they love them more than they love you. Pretty yeah. much. And they, it makes you put every single person you ever date on a pedestal immediately. Well, oh, that'll fuck you up. Exactly. That'll get you exactly. left that'll get you left every time exactly yeah what's the quote or the the thing if you treat a girl like a celebrity she'll treat you like a fan exactly Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice one yeah like oh, that's it. true though but, but the, the reason is like the you know with female nature like that if you do um show too much like neediness it, yeah. it does push them away you have to, i i don't like that part i think I, that swings both ways though. I, that's true yeah, i yeah. wish i could just express my like crazy amount of love but i know i have to like hold a little bit back to, it's if, like well it's yeah, like a balloon you, you, you just gotta let yeah you can't you know yeah you can't <laughs> let the full thing it'll yeah. overwhelm them so you do that yeah well, I used to. Are you dating now? You, no, yeah, I'm in a seven-year relationship now. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm good now, but like, I'm not. We're not married. I do wear a ring on my wedding finger, but that's just to keep the crazy motherfuckers away. Seven but, years? That's great. <laughs> yeah, you guys years. live seven together. Year yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. So well, it worked out then. You can't even use that excuse. But with the but it, but I, but I, but that doesn't mean I'm not fucked up from it, or that I didn't go through fucked up ness from it, or that like I didn't have to go through. A, I just. I feel like that's a thing that I don't fucking like that is happening right now is everyone is trying to wear their pain. I know the victim and, mentality. Well, thing victims sucks. privilege. They're trying to, there's a thing called that. victims privilege yeah. that it, the people are trying to like <clears throat> perpetuate and be like, I experienced this then. So that means I deserve this mm -hmm. now. And it's like, right. it has never been, nor will it be that does way. not work that way for people. And for people who experience some God awful shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let's give them a break. But, Oh, your parents are divorced. Join the millions. Right. Okay. Oh, you got picked on at a young age? Join the quadrillions. You know, like yeah. we all had some bullshit to overcome that yeah. sucked fucking ass. Yeah. But wearing it like you're special, 
fuck off. Yeah, well, it's just the the problem with it is it just doesn't do life doesn't operate that way. It doesn't no. reward you and it for having shouldn't. a victim mentality. It rewards you for having a grateful mentality. Yeah, that's really I, and I understand that's hard to achieve for many people. And some days it's hard to achieve for me too. It's like so yeah. I get it. I wish it. I wish life operated like oh, the more of a victim mentality you have, the better off you're going to be because. I would probably be better off than I am now if that was how life operated, but right, right. it just doesn't operate that way. I mean, all like the, all those, all the times people asked you to get stuff off the top shelf, and you're like, "Can you just see me as a person and not just a tall person?" God, you guys, <laughs> what am I just? I, I'm just foot, feet and inches to you, aren't I? <laughs> Why do I always have to be the baritone? I want to be a soprano once. <laughs> Can I just get the high part? <laughs> All right, man. But well, I hear you. You carry yeah. the podcast for us. Oh no, that was a that was a that was a that was a conversation had by us all. That, that was, was good. Funny. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I felt like I 20, felt, 20, 20, uh, 20 minutes. That was cool. Yeah, it was. It was an hour and forty minutes. But yeah, hour and forty. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. So this is gonna out. probably air tomorrow. People can My, follow you on Mister yeah. Sean Patton. Yeah, Mister Sean. It looks like Mrs. Ian Patton. I'm aware. With the way you say his name, Mister. It was like today he was giving me your instagram and he's like mr sean penn mr sean penn oh, I, said, like, I had a mask on i was patent pen and he heard yeah. pen but no mr. that happens sean, a lot sean is s s e a n and then right before now he's like is it seen or is it sean i'm like dude it's as a foreigner every time i see that in my mind i read seen but i know it's sean you're a foreigner yeah yeah where are you from israel israel Okay, okay. He was in the Israeli army, so he could kill wait, both wait, of us. Wait, Ehud? Ehud. Ehud, that's not, wait, I'm, I thought not. you were from Nebraska. Hooter. <laughs> I was we, born we, in we New York. We call him Hooter, which is very Nebraska. Right. Israel, Hooter. man, that's, I've never been. I'd like to go. It's a trip. Um, wait, doesn't, but everyone, isn't that a thing in Israel? Like yeah, everyone served yeah. in the army for two years? Yeah. yeah that's pretty cool. Well, that's a whole other Something. lifetime. I hear it sounds more impressive to say it, so yeah. I like to say it. But, uh, Hated it. Well, yeah, <laughs> but it's why he got into podcasting. Yeah, brother. exactly. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Sean Patton. Mr. Sean Patton. Mr. Sean Patton. Patton. Mr. Sean Penn. Yeah. Mr. Sean Penn. Don't follow Sean Penn. He's got Sean Penn on Instagram. Sean Patton. And then when are your next shows in New York? Because this episode's going to air tomorrow, hopefully. If it okay, if you're listening to it right now, you can see me tonight. The stand, mm. they don't, they just, they, they don't really and have. You have a to stand actually per se. They just have probably. a bunch of people hanging out. Maybe there's a microphone around. That's all I'm saying. Incidental, oh, incidental comedy. comedy. Yeah, and that's uh, crazy. That's what it is. And it is, uh, what it is. and yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I'm, I, I I will post about shows all the time. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. Oh wait, actually, what? Here's the thing. Straight up, if you're not in New York or you just don't like going out. Uh, on Instagram, on the Bonfire Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, I will be doing an hour online on Friday, the 11th of December. Nice. So that, and it's like, it's five bucks, but I keep all the money. It's one of these sites that gives you all the money as a performer. So it'll be fucking great. It won't just be me sitting in front of my screen talking at you like this is weird. I'm going to actually perform a set in a studio space with no audience in front of cameras. That's fun. So if you're at home, you can watch me actually do a fucking hour, and I can hear you laugh. It'll be great. Oh, that's cool. So December 11th, 
9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Western. I'm just going to start saying that from now on. That's great. And uh, uh, on the go to the Bonfire Live on Instagram to find the uh, ticket link. I want to tune into that. Do it, please. All right, Sean. Thank, Thank you. you, man. Thanks, guys. See y'all later. We're back. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs>